millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now we're heading to Christchurch, where 600 hectares of green space runs from the city to the coast along the lower Otakaro Avon River. This red zone is mostly cleared residential areas as a result of the Christchurch earthquakes. The Climate Action Campus has locked in some of that land for educational purposes. Cosmo Kentish Barnes is at the site with Sandy Bobkova. I am the head horticulturalist, so I'm just in charge of all the gardens and everything that's edible and yeah. It's raining quite hard. This must be a blessing for you. It is a blessing. I will not dare complain about the rain. It's been a very dry summer. Um, it's been a lot of a lot of sprinkler work going on over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> now, can you tell me what happens here? So, lots of different education programs, mainly centred around climate action. So, things like regenerative horticulture and organics and solar and all that good stuff. And you're based on what was the Avonside Girls High School? Yes, the original Avonside Girls High School. So they were still here after the earthquakes. Um, they had several damaged buildings. Um, they bought the prefabs in, and then once their school was built, they went to their new site, and then Linwood came in here while their school was getting rebuilt, and then we finally got to move in once they went to their new site. And there are only a few prefabs left. Yeah, yeah, all ones that we're using, which is good. Um, and, yeah, all the big old buildings are all... As of last week, gone, yeah. Only very recently they cleared the last one. So how much land do you manage here? About 10 hectares, give or take. That's a lot. It is a lot. And we've got four hectares in the red zone, which was all housing. Um, We are surrounded by red zone, so you do feel out of the city when when you come out here. Who comes here? So we've got about 23 different schools and that's ranging right from early childhood all the way up to tertiary. Many local schools and a few that are a little bit further away. Um, and what do they do when they get here? Um, so they all do slightly different things. So we try to be quite flexible with the programmes, but each school will sort of select a few different things they want to do. Some just come to do gardening and harvest food and cook some food. Others might do all sorts of stuff like scavenger hunts and foraging and sewing, cooking. Mm. Yeah. How did it all start? Well, it all started via Vicky Buck. So, um, who was the mayor? Who used to be the mayor of Christchurch Ototahi? Yes, for 10 years, I think. So, she saw a need for, um, she saw a lot of climate angst amongst school children, and she saw a need to sort of move it away from the angst and more about doing something positive and making change as opposed to just worrying about what was wrong. And she pinpointed this huge area of abandoned land as a place where people could start growing and learning. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was always going to be empty eventually and there was no-one else sort of wanting to step in and and take over the school. So um, it was just 
a blessing out of the earthquakes, really. Um, yes. Same with the red zone, you know. Something horrible, but some good stuff has come out of it. Now, we are standing on the porch of one of the uh, prefabs, and in front of us is a chicken enclosure. You don't just grow things, you've got birds and insects. And insects, yeah, plenty. Not all, not all good insects, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we've got beehives um, out in the red zone so the kids can, can learn about bees and uh, we're trying to encourage lots of good insects that help manage some of the pests that we have in the garden. So we've got lots of plants to bring in like parasitic wasps and things that help keep caterpillars and aphids in, under control and mm. yeah. Where does the funding come from to run this campus? Because there are several people who are employed. Yes, um, so we get some funding from the Ministry of Education because we are a school and that covers some of our teaching staff and general maintenance of the land. And then we have also been very grateful to have a lot of financial help from Rata Trust and also the Christchurch City Council and the Organics College or BHU have been really helpful and just lots of good people that want to, you know, come and help out and not necessarily be paid for their time, which is always really nice. What's your background? How did you end up here? Um, really randomly, actually. <laughs> um, so I live pretty close by, just down the road, and I was running a nursery out of my backyard selling tomato plants and veggies and things like that, and regularly walked the red zone, and I saw the tunnel houses popping up, and then I saw Vicky and I asked if they wanted some tomato plants to put in the garden and bought some down the next day and pretty much never left. For people listening who aren't familiar with this larger red zone area, how would you describe it? Almost apocalyptic. It's, it's interesting. It's because, um, you know, you can see where the houses were and the empty streets and the overgrown driveways and it's beautiful. But there's a little bit of an eerie feeling about it because, you know, those were people's homes and you can see where the gardens were, you know, outlining each property and, and things like that. So mm. we're right in the centre of it, basically. Mm. Well, the rain's just about stopped, so shall we have a wander around? Yeah, let's, let's go. Don't need that umbrella anymore, hopefully. <laughs> we are standing in the middle of a market garden. Can you tell me what uh, sort of things you grow here? Well, this time of year we've got lots of tomatoes going and lots of pumpkins and zucchini, a bit of greens, sweet corn, which is always a, you know, the stuff inside the school is the, the precious things that the kids are most excited about, like, yeah, like the tomatoes and the sweet corn. And this year we've got some uh, watermelons growing outside. It's a first outdoor test of watermelons. Mm. What do you do with all this food? Do you sell it? Uh, we do not sell it. A percentage of it goes home with the kids that are working. So a lot of the schools that come here, if they're coming regularly, they'll have their own plot. They will design their garden and choose what to sow and then plant it out and then they get to harvest it and either cook it in the kitchen or take it home to mum and dad. Mm. Um, the rest of it, uh, we have a, a pantry out in the red zone and we fill that up whenever we can and um, the community comes and gets some lovely fresh organic veg. Are you involved in any collaborative initiatives or research projects? Yes, um, so we've got Landcare Research doing like a case study on us and we are also looking at doing some different trials with tree crops, so trialling some rare fruits that you don't often see here and also a few organic pest and fungus control 
tests as well, so hopefully that will get underway this year. And we've got this year the um, Hagley Refugees Group coming, um, so that's adults, and they're obviously from a variety of different countries and ethnic backgrounds, and I love the idea of them being able to have their own little plots with things that are traditional for them and I'm sure I'll learn stuff from them and I'll hopefully be able to teach them a few things and yes how exciting yeah, it is it is exciting well let's keep going show me some some other areas that you are developing just through here now some of the prefab buildings have some interesting artworks on them yes yeah, so that's another collaboration we've got going with the Christchurch City Council um, so they have a graffiti program where they encourage graffiti artists in a more legal direction and uh, we're basically just giving them a huge canvas to work with and yes. the goal is eventually it will be like a maze, an art maze through the school with all different art from a very wide variety of people. So this is our nursery through here. We are coming up to your nursery which has taken over the netball courts. Yes, yeah, we're... Um, we're not a sports school, so we <laughs> converted it into a nursery and got some funding for the tunnels and the irrigation and this is where we do all the propagation and seed starting and all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm. What about the sports fields? Do you have access to them? Yes, um, so the sports field's further down the back there and that will go to the BHU so they can make their own plot as well and then we've also got plans to do a whole heap of grapes down there. Um, we've connected with another local who's been over the last year collecting red zone grapes and saving them and also some from an abandoned vineyard, an old vineyard from somewhere around the hills. He's collected up all these different varieties and he's bringing them down and we're going to just do a mini vineyard I guess, yeah. It sounds like the campus here is going to grow and grow. I mean, I uh, hope so, yeah. You're not restricted by space? No, we're not. No, the biggest restriction is funding. So as long as the funding stays, we will not be going anywhere. Yes. You are also planning to build a solar farm on that empty area we can see beyond yeah. the cherry trees where one of the main buildings used to stand. Yes, yeah. So the last thing to go was... The hall, the old hall gymnasium and the drama department, which were all oldish buildings and, and badly earthquake damaged. Um, because the buildings were there, unfortunately the land's contaminated, so we can't grow food on it. So now we have this enormous cleared space, which hopefully in the near future will become a solar farm and then potentially do wildflowers underneath it because they'll be raised off the ground. So something that will bring in more bees and birds and all that good stuff yeah and I guess because this land will not be developed you don't have that worry about having to move on no that's right um, the red zone land that we lease is is red um, so there's no no way that they can build on it uh, the the potential for a tiny house village is slightly different because it's movable small homes um, but yeah nothing large scale um, a tiny house village to home people in, in need? Yes, yeah, so emergency housing and things like that, um, temporary housing for people in between and, yeah. And I guess the solar farm could supply the electricity for that uh, village? Yes, that's right, and potentially supply them with some food yes. at the same time. We have come... 
into the red zone and this is where one of the many houses used to be and uh, you've got several um, tunnel houses here. Yes, yeah, um, predominantly hot loving plants this time of year so things that wouldn't necessarily grow very good outside or you know just need a bit more shelter so eggplants and more watermelons and uh, passion fruit capsicum, cucumbers, yes. all that kind of stuff. It looks like you've had a fresh load of compost delivered. Yes, that's another one of our lovely supporters. Canterbury Landscaping Supplies uh, kindly donate a truckload of compost to us each month if we need it. Um, the soil here is not fantastic um, after many years of having houses and driveways on it. So, yeah, it's, it's, we, we build up basically, we're not digging into the clay or anything like that, we're layering cardboard down and then compost on top and then when we can mulching where we can and yeah. You've put quite a bit of it around all these trees. Yeah, that was yesterday's um, mission was to try and top up some of the trees and give them a good feed for the, the end of the season. Wonderful. Oh, well, it's all go here. It is, it is. And most of these trees, well, a lot of these trees have been um, donated via the Christchurch Community Gardens Association. Some of them have also been grown by the kids as well. So ate the apples, planted the seeds, and then planted them out here once they were big enough. And, yeah. What are the future goals for the Climate Action Campus? Um, I guess just to keep expanding and um, expanding our programs, like like with the solar farm and things like that. It's an opportunity to, to be teaching that kind of stuff to kids. Um, and for me personally, just getting kids to know how to grow their own food and know what to do with it, and, you know, it's such a life skill to have that I think has been sort of lost between generations, um, and I want to take that back. That was Sandy Bobkova, head horticulturalist at the Climate Action Campus on the former grounds of Avonside Girls High School, the Christchurch Red Zone. And there's some photos of the campus on the Country Life webpage. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.